this is the second part of the episode Love and Marriage because we got a little carried away, didn't we? We got into our celebration and um, as one does, when one is enjoying a drink or two, one talks a little bit more um, than they might. <laughs> we didn't edit ourselves as much. So here is the second part of Love and Marriage. Enjoy! There's stuff about Geraldine's timing in this episode where that sudden decision where suddenly the attention is on you rather than on the people you're ministering to. Yeah, she obviously really, really likes Simon. Mm. And she's obviously putting a lot of weight on the fact that he's going to be at the rehearsal because all of this is like getting ready for the rehearsal, which he Mm. said he wouldn't. The only thing that would stop him was wild dinosaurs because he's keen to see her in action. And I'm like, oh, a bit smarmy. I get it, a bit smarmy. But then we get to the rehearsal mm. and he doesn't flip a show. No, and in defence of Geraldine in all of this mm. and her rash behaviour and her little bit craziness, I suspect she's probably feeling quite lonely yeah. at all this time. You know, her, mm. one of her closest friends is getting married and it's just constant wedding mm. talk and chatter all of the time and... She's clearly someone who doesn't want yeah. to be single. She'd like to be in a relationship. Mm. She enjoys that. And so I I oh, have yeah. more sympathy for her suddenly going, well, I'm going to dye my hair blonde. Cause... Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And Alice has made that. it really clear. Like she said it in previous episodes. You're not interesting anymore. I've got a Hugo. Um, mm. And I think we've all experienced this where someone who we're close to as a friend suddenly meets the love of their life. And you don't see them as much. Mm, yeah. It's really, really tough. Mm. And I, to be honest, I, like I know from my besties, like I have been that person before being ordained and meeting the love mm. of my life. Like I think it's it's a very easy thing to do, isn't it, to become suddenly like <gasps> all enticed mm. and obsessed by someone and just forget the rest of the world. Which yeah, mm. so so uncool. Yeah. Really difficult to manage, but yeah. ultimately uncool. And I know I'm also guilty of that as well. And yeah, it's it's a hard thing to do. But we mm. see the blonde-haired, do. beautiful Geraldine Granger. Oh my gosh. Mm. For the first time at the wedding rehearsal. Mm. And she walks in, doesn't make a comment about it. And everyone's there like, oh. Because what I love about this scene, right, is that everybody's thinking it, but no one's saying it. Now, can I just share with you, I think I've had this experience, right? In my bridal preparations, someone said to me, Jenny, your arms look very, very white. You might want to consider fake (gasps) tan, right? (gasps) No, no, no. So I went to the adventure, guys. I went to have my very first fake tan. Oh, Oh, Jenny. Did. How did you find it? Uh, so first of all it's definitely not for me (laughs) second of all the beautician was amazing Mm. and actually it turns out we had a few mutual friends so that was quite funny but you literally have to stand quite bare in a booth (laughs) while someone sprays you with like a dark brown Mm. so that was interesting anyway so I did that I came into church on Sunday and I just had the feeling of how we see in this scene Geraldine walks in she's got bright Mm. blonde hair and everyone is literally like this (laughs) <laughs> yeah. For the listeners, that was the mm. shocked face. Yeah, it was a shocked 
face. It's a little bit yeah. like, oh. Doesn't quite work no. for a Can we at this moment give a huge shout out? Um, Dawn French has stopped dyeing her hair recently yeah. and yeah. she looks so good yeah. and it's so it's amazing great. and I'm so proud of her that she doesn't feel like she has to keep that kind of vicar of Dibley, Geraldine dark hair anymore. Bob. She looks mm. amazing. There's no doubt about so it. Cool. And you can just see when she's coming into the wedding rehearsal, mm. everyone's thinking, oh, hello, bright blonde hair. No one mentions it. And the rehearsal yeah. just carries on, which I also <laughs> quite love. Um, have you guys done a wedding rehearsal recently? Uh, yes. Yes. Mm. I really love wedding rehearsals because yeah. it's all the fun of a wedding with less of the perfection pressure. So it's okay yeah. if things go wrong and you have a joke with everyone. And for me, yeah. I see my role as simultaneously reading the riot act to people who need to hear the riot act. But you have a joke and you're trying to relieve pressure. Um, yeah. But also you are practicing things. You're giving people time to work things out for themselves. Where do they need to stand, etc., etc. Um, I tend to have them the day before. I do tend to always lose my day off when I'm doing a wedding. Mm, um, yeah. Because I do the wedding rehearsal the day before, which is usually my day off. Um, but I really, I do really enjoy doing them because it's a great time yeah, to spend I do with too. the party. What do you mean by the riot act, Armandre? So the riot act is if there's someone who seems to be ready to um, play silly buggers, like often a groomsman... <laughs> Um, often a, let's face that. it often a groomsman um, you tell them off you say look it's your responsibility to make sure the groom's here on time you're not taking him out yeah. to yes. mark tonight to get him super super drunk he needs to yeah. have capacity to give consent tomorrow Yeah, he needs to be here on yes. time um, you're not standing up yeah. to object and we'll get to this a bit later um, yeah and yeah. You know, you just say, look, this is a, this is a serious business. That's what I talk about when I talk about the Riot Act. That's what, what I mean. If someone looks like yeah. they're going, I've got a bit of a prank to play. You say, this is not the time. Yeah, because there can be very serious legal and mm. financial consequences. Oh, absolutely. Which I'm sure. Which is, to. yeah, which is why mm. I warn them. If you know someone who's a bit of a joker, who's mm. likely to stand up and say, <laughs> Uh, I object. I will stop the wedding at that yeah. point. We'll go off and talk mm. about it. You've got to. There's do. no, yeah, no other option. But you, if you have a a, a legitimate yeah. objection, which we'll talk mm. about, that's fine. Like, please mm. do that, so I don't go to jail for, mm. for for marrying someone I shouldn't have. But actually, if you're doing it just for a bit of a laugh, no one will find it funny. And I'm pretty yeah. sure we can hold someone financially liable if they make you a can. false. Yes. If they make a false claim anyway we'll, we'll get to that yeah um ultimately what we're saying is this is serious yes we can have fun but um i was gonna say to use will wheaton's adage don't be a dick but i don't know if we're allowed to say that <laughs> <laughs> i think it's it's solemn yeah. and serious um, but it's also yeah. of love isn't it? i want to share my vicar of dibley-esque story of a wedding rehearsal that i've been oh. to when I was a curate, I went to one of the churches that we were in partnership. It wasn't our church. Um, but they had loads of weddings and we didn't have many weddings. And I went to observe, because they had so many wedding weddings, 
they did rehearsals. They did a sort of um, evening for all the wedding couples who, who would have weddings in a certain time period. And there would oh, be champagne. And it was a bit of a production Ooh. where it'd be ve- there would be various people presenting and saying, this is what we're doing at this part of the service, etc., etc. Um, I was the only single person there. And there was champagne. And as I was there, I just had this moment of, if I was ever the Vicar of Dibley... If I was in the Vicar of Dibley, this would be a plot line. Like, you got all the little check marks of, I'm single, everyone else is coupled off, I've been given alcohol, given the opportunity to speak. You'd have too much champagne and, and, you know, fall in the font or something like that. It didn't happen, (laughs) but I had one of those moments where if there was a camera on me right now... Oh, bless you. Too true, yeah, too mm. true, too realistic for Vicar of Dibley. This is another scene in the Vicar of Dibley, the whole mm. rehearsal scene, that I am convinced I've seen longer versions of compared to what I watched on iPlayer mm. the other day. Because I'm sure that there's a whole scene with Frank talking about making sure people know that he's not really Alice's father and all this kind of stuff. Because you see that later on in the wedding, but I don't think it's talked about in this scene. But I'm, I'm, I am certain I have seen longer scenes with all of these different bits. Uh, is there, and are I there will... bloopers that you might have seen or is it a Mandala effect? Then? No, like... A, they are the same. A lengthened episode. So like the knowing me, knowing you scene, there's mm. definitely a longer bit with that. And there's definitely more... Yeah. Um, with with this scene here, because I of do the whole agree. Frank I his father thing. Do you think maybe the DVDs are longer with this? Probably. Scene? I think mm. it's a Mandala effect thing. I think it's where we are amalgamating different aspects of different episodes together. Like, so I remember the no, 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 knowing you as being like at the reception, and Alice oh, and Hugo were actually too. hearing it, but it wasn't when I watched it back. But Ruthie, you're waving the sacred text. I hear <laughs> Mandela effect, but in the script which I have here, there is the extended mm. scene with um, the uh, adding the note into the order of service that Frank says, and there's a bit about no, 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 Nanette. Mm. Oh no, 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 Nanette. Yeah, is that in the? That wasn't that in what I watched. That's no. definitely in the DVDs. Definitely in the DVDs. I need the DVDs. It's don't I? a deleted scene or a blooper reel or an extended version. I was yeah. definitely waiting for no, no, mm. no, that when I first heard Jim's speech. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, I think, did oh. we all watch it on BBC iPlayer? So Correct. Maybe yeah. BBC is... We need to refer to the original... Have we been watching the abridged version? <gasps> yeah. The kind of like TV edit version. <laughs> uh, like well, I think we should encourage everyone to go back to the DVDs, frankly. Because here, reading this, there's a bit about the wedding night. Hugo and Geraldine talk about the wedding night. I would have made a note about that if it was in the scene that I'd watched. But, you know, just in the vestry it's in afterwards. Script doesn't mean it actually made it to edit. So producers might have decided to cut it for time. Well, what's the what's the wording? And maybe we'll recognise it. Hugo comes in. Thanks for all that, Vicar. The wedding's going to be just fabuloso. And Geraldine says, yep. And uh, wedding night, Hugo. 
And Hugo says, oh, absolutely. We've both packed hot water bottles. Yes, and I've got I've a brand this. new pair of Rupert Bear pyjamas. Oh, Rupert yes, Bear, I've I seen this. That. Yeah. Yeah, this must be the slightly longer version I, of the DVDs. Let's, let's be honest. Alice and Hugo have anticipated their vows. We all know it. The amount of time they spent snogging. <gasps> Do you think so? The amount of time they spent snogging. You think they haven't anticipated their bowels? Anticipated their... What do they've you mean? Had... I don't think they've had sex before so marriage. That's, that's very... <gasps> is that what you're insinuating? Yeah, that's very regency yeah. language. No. It is very no, regency. I disagree. Although Alice does talk about um, hiding the purple parsnip with Geraldine, which is the only moment where I thought, oh, I wonder if Alice has experienced hiding the, pers- the purple parsnip. And then I thought, that's a weird thought, Jenny. Why have you thought that and thought to know you see i can I imagine them have. having anticipated their bowels but not quite realizing that what they done they have oh. like they got carried away I and think... haven't realized that that was i personally choose to believe that both of them have saved themselves from marriage but i could be wrong but let's and we'll never let's know. be clear we're not never know it's we're not judging we're not judging, we're not judging. Not, and every couple does it it's not a salvation issue absolutely not um, let's let's yeah. move on. Um, <laughs> let's not talk about Alice and Hugo's sex life any longer. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah, taking it away. Taking it away. I um, think we should all have a glass of water and then gl- come back. Um, <laughs> our next scene, we move. We're in the, to vestry. the vestry, and Geraldine is preparing for Evensong. Yeah, yes. So straight from a wedding rehearsal to Evensong. That's a. That's a. What day are they getting married? Okay, Monday. I'll tell you, there's clues from the hymns later on, but I'll let you know. Oh, nerd <laughs> I got so geeky out. I got so geeky with oh, Anyway. Um, so she's preparing mm. for Evensong and she's put on her surplice, which is like the white mm. ghost-esque uh, item she's of She's got the Jesus outfit. all down her front. She's spilt wine everywhere mm. and we've all been there. I've definitely had to wash wine. I would literally Ow. rather perish until I spilt the mm. wine. I've spilt wine. Yeah. Yeah. It's I I've done that and it was I uh, felt oh. awful. I've seen it done. Mm. In fact, actually one of my ex-boyfriends actually no, this is no no. 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 Okay. <laughs> um, it's 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 one of my fears because I sometimes with my hypermobility with my joint, um, my perception of where my body is isn't quite right. It's one of the side effects mm. of my condition. So I often will just clip the chalice sometimes as I'm preparing the oh. table. And I know at some point I'm going to nick the chalice. Not the chalice over. Oh. Um, yeah. But I haven't done it yet. Do you know what? It's one of those things that I think I think about and I fear. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I take it so seriously. But when or if it was to happen that I would knock the cup mm. or see it knocked, I would just be like, you know what, God knows our hearts mm. and they're so much bigger than this but i but when i think of it i'm like oh no it makes me so it worried just means but, there's more yeah. more jesus in the sanctuary <laughs> um but we're in yeah. the vestry scene and she's had her surface mm. and it's dirty and so she's gonna clean it and uh, she's trying to take it off and this is the point where mm. simon appears yes. walking so awkwardly with his coat so like, wrapped around him he looks silly and uh, we find the evidence of the uh, wild dinosaurs that kept him away was actually a queue on the motorway and um, he discovers 
the blonde Geraldine underneath the surplice. Yes, he reveals her, doesn't he? After she's uh, accidentally tangled herself in her surplice. Have you ever done something like this before? I feel like I definitely have, but not to the extent where I couldn't solve it myself. Yeah, I've been tangled in my robes before. I I might have had someone help me. I probably could have gotten it out myself, but if there's someone on hand who can yeah, help you, you go no. to someone rather than fighting your robes. It's often when I've been somewhere that has a chasuble, I feel, like when you've got that additional layer. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Chasuble is like a giant poncho that you wear on top <laughs> for those. Everyone. <laughs> What's interesting about this is that when she walks into church with her bright blonde hair, no one says anything. Mm. But as soon as Simon reveals her bright blonde hair, he says, well, hello. Well, hello. And he straight away is like, ah. Well, he knows she's done it for him. Yeah. Of course he does. He said, oh, I like blondes, busty blondes. And then she's dyed her hair blonde. He knows. He knows. He likes it. And he invites her out. He does, yes. He invites her out on a date. Mm. And um, uh, uh, Geraldine (laughs) says yes. And then Alice (laughs) reminds her that it's a hen do tonight. Uh, oh yes and so uh she says mm. obviously god hates me and Aww. we head to the hindu which is which, which is literally a party of two but such a beautiful moment Love in it. their friendship yes. um it's yes. strange that alice's sister isn't there um, that's true but it's beautiful. Her, or her mum, maybe. Or her mum, maybe. But, you know, no. they're lovely. No mums at home. They're lovely together. <laughs> um, my question is, have you ever been invited as a vicar, not as a friend, but as a vicar to a Hindu? Um, and would you like to be? If you if you <gasps> were, would you say yes? I invited my vicar to my Hindu. Hey! Yeah, but that's because Jenny was your vicar. <laughs> I, to be honest, one of my brides said to me, would you want to come to my Hindu? First of all, I would be quite surprised. Yeah. Second of all, I think I would probably decline unless mm. I was a close friend. Or to be fair, if someone invited yeah. me, I probably yeah. would go. But it's never the place, I don't think, of your, the priest who will marry you to come mm. along to your Hindu. You, depends what you're you doing. Don't, yeah, it really depends. <laughs> if, if they are having a quiet weekend... In the countryside, it's a retreat, kind of retreat, maybe. Versus, yeah. if they're going out to a strip club, <gasps> definitely go in your colour. <laughs> definitely. <yeah. laughs> to be fair, whatever you do, bring the peace and exactly. presence of Jesus into whatever you do. To be mm. fair, there have been events that I've gone to in the past that have been risque, and I've thought, I wonder if I can do this and bring in and just like mm. represent the love of God in this situation. And it hasn't been a hen party. But it's been a party of kinds that I'm like, I wonder if I can go to this and just be God's person in amongst mm. all of this. And actually, as a big, I mean, that's a whole life, isn't it, really? But to the Hindu of a bride that I was marrying, I can't ever imagine being invited. I don't think our, my relationship with them is never that yeah. close, unless it's a friend I'm marrying. However, I have to say, next month, one of my very best friends in the whole world is getting married. And although I'm not going to be her vicar, I'm doing the talk at her wedding, and I'm also a bridesmaid, and I will also be uh, at her wedding. So there are there are those moments in ministry where actually our worlds collide, which I yeah. do absolutely love. But it's a bit different, I, I suppose. I did that with my sister-in-law. Oh, was bridesmaid preached and mm. yeah, helped with the hen. I love, love how that. Geraldine 
embraces this and she goes all out. Yeah. You know, she's yeah. wearing that outfit. That outfit. Oh. Yeah. The nipple tassels. Booby mm. oh. t-shirt. Love it. It feels Fabulous. like she sees an absence in Alice's life and she is mm. so happy to feel that. Like, in terms yeah. of... She sees that Alice doesn't have close female friends and yeah. who are going to throw that last night of freedom party for her. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Because Alice sees her as a friend, even if Geraldine doesn't necessarily see see her that intimately. No, Geraldine sees her as a Well, friend. no, she sees she has a slightly parental relationship with Alice, let's face yeah, it. Yeah, she does times. It's mixed. So yeah. But Geraldine would throw a cracking oh, yeah. hand. We all know it. Oh yeah. Oh, it would be there in a flash. Can you imagine? Any yeah. pass oh. Geraldine throws. Yeah, so true. Um, so would be fantastic mm. and they seem to be doing pin the devil on the donkey as we see later on in the scene and mm. and other things but, and I just yeah it's just lovely mm. and Geraldine's gone all out despite it just being the two yeah, of them there and yeah. Alice is there in her bra and her suspender belt it's very mm. nice and she's stuffed her bra with tissue Aww, <laughs> that's really cute I know and, and she's like, oh, it's the best party I've ever been to. Geraldine's yeah. like, is it? Oh, I mean, yeah, me too. But this is great. Alice goes on it's to make quite revelation. Oh, good grief. <gasps> yeah. I'd forgotten about that. She, yes. Who wants to unpack this one? I mean, it's heavy. Shall I? Kate yeah, let's face it. I've done here. some research. Let's be honest. Alice yeah. says, oh, you know, I think the reason... Hugo and I are so close because David Horton is my father. Yeah, she doesn't <gasps> say that. She says it slightly differently because she doesn't say the word David. She, no, she um, does say David Horton. Mr. Horton. She says Mr. Horton. No, she does say David because it, it, it is David Horton who is her father. It is David Horton, where... but she says... what well, she, she says... Um, she says it isn't because she's talking about the mm. wedding party and how lovely it is that various people are doing different things and that Frank's walking her down mm. the aisle and she says it's a shame that her father couldn't do that but for obvious reasons he couldn't mm. um, and um, yeah her shame that her real father biological mm. father Mr Horton couldn't do that oh uh, yeah and Geraldine you just see the panic in her eyes yes, at that so, point. And also the violin starts coming Yeah, going, no, there's mm-hmm. actual tension music played in the background. So yeah, for yeah. those of you who don't know, and I hope everyone knows this, if you are too closely related to someone, you can't marry them. In the no. Church of England, there's something called a t- the Table of Kindred and Affinity. And this is in the Book of Common mm. Prayer. It's on the last page of a Book of Common Prayer, so it's easy to find. Um <laughs> It's a, Quick it access. says, wherein whosoever are related are forbidden by the Church of England to marry together. Um, Which, yeah. One may not marry their mother or their father or their daughter Fair. or their son, their father's yeah. parents, their mother's parents, yeah. their <laughs> son's children, their daughter's Fair. children. Agree. Their siblings. Yeah. Um, their father's children or their mother's children mm-hmm. um their parents parents their parents Ooh. 
children. I'm sure we've already had that. Um, but <laughs> apparently there's different... It's a long list. It's a very long list. Essentially, anyone that your parent has been married to, your parents, parents, parents. Basically, yeah. don't marry anyone you're related to closely. And However, in... Because there was... There was kind mm. of quite a, a strong tradition of marrying cousins, wasn't there? Especially in yeah. the aristocracy to keep bloodlines. That is legal in the Church pure, of England. Which is still technically legal, but you wouldn't. ill advised because actually there is still that shared blood there, isn't there? And and there's more if you have children, there's more danger of um them inheriting diseases and that kind of thing. Mm. So you know, don't marry your cousin, don't marry your sibling. And Geraldine has has heard this from Alice yeah. and is thinking, holy moly, their brother and sister are about to get married. For the fullest, look it's at true. page 630 of A Book of Common Prayer. Um, but <laughs> Geraldine should have already checked this. <laughs> yeah, this would never happen. I have to say, when I was watching this episode, I thought, lol, Caitlin, because I knew, Kate, that you would bring up that actually you end up talking to your couples and you have to legally ask them at least like two or three times. First of all, is there any way that you could be related? And then at, at the wedding itself, is there any reason legally mm. why you two cannot be married? Like this definitely would have come mm. up. So it's like, oh no, that it's coming up now. Obviously, it's it's created yeah. because of you know the juiciness for TV. But I was like, in real life, bickering, this would never happen, would it? But yeah, so you would look at the document mm. beforehand and you would write down your biological parents as part of that. But you wouldn't necessarily have their names on the marriage document no. afterwards because that's changed mm. now. And so actually, if you have a broken relationship yes. with a parent, then you wouldn't mm. necessarily want their name on a, a document. But perhaps you are closer with a step parent mm. or um, then their name can be on there. I think you can have up to four names yeah, per bride or groom, mm. which is really, really lovely. And I think just says something about, well, family dynamics have changed mm. and actually those who have been parental figures for us might not be those who are our biological parents. Mm. Um, yeah, so true. It's so true. So nowadays this situation wouldn't occur then, would it? We, well, it wouldn't then. Mm. You'd know. Like, you'd have to write down um, who their parents are. And so I'm sure that when it came up that David Horton is Alice's biological mm. father, then you would say... There, ah. there is a rare possibility <gasps> oh. that Alice's mother's husband went on the birth certificate. Um, Interesting. And Geraldine may have seen that birth certificate as proof of identity and ah. therefore not asked about parentage. Um because that yes. does happen, that can happen, where a non-biological yeah. parent is entered onto the birth certificate. Is that allowed? Well, it, it happens. I think we might need to take a turn about the room on this one. <laughs> <laughs> nice throwback, Jenny. Yes, it's got anyway. way too complicated for me. <laughs> So Geraldine has a moral dilemma yes. thinking oh. nobody would know. We don't she thinks I've got to cancel the wedding because they're siblings and I can't marry Until them. Until the children it, are born. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With webbed feet. And, fur and, and fur. eight legs. <laughs> <laughs> and 
she yeah, she's having this moral mm. dilemma because clearly these two are meant for each other, but if they're if they are biologically mm. related, they cannot get married. No. And who appears at the door? To save the day, might I ask? To save the day, Owen, which is the most surprising thing. God love Owen. And Mm. Geraldine shares this moral dilemma with Owen, which Mm. seems a bit bizarre that she would do that. And um, Owen's like, yeah, yeah, it's David Horton. And Geraldine's surprised. Mm. Has everyone gone insane? Like, this is not okay. (laughs) And then we have the throwback to the beginning of the episode Mm. where they named the road after David Horton, who is not the David Horton we know, but the cousin's brother something. Mm. So Uh, kind of related, but not really related. Yeah. Either way, not direct, not immediate relation to Hugo. So they can get married. They can get married. They're still related. All is well. But anyway. um, And then Geraldine suddenly realises that actually after all this worrying, she's probably going to be late to the actual wedding. So she's like, okay, great. Thanks, Owen. Runs up the stairs, Mm. shaking her little tail as she goes, I think. And clearly, what I liked about this is they've had an outfit change during the <laughs> during the Hendu, mm. and she's gone from wearing her statue of David Dealey Boppers to bunny ears and a bunny tail. Yeah. I um, have to say, I think Geraldine looks absolutely stunning in this scene. Mm. She's giving me just very Bridget Jones yeah. vibes, you know, when oh, she yeah. wears the bunny ears, mm. and and she just looks beautiful. And actually, it's 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 quite hard to pull mm. off a very dark brown hair. And equally as well, a very bright blonde hair. Yet she manages it like Dawn she French. You she are rocks it. Beautiful. Right. Yes. Because Dawn French is an absolute superstar. There we go. So, so true. So true. The last note I think we want to make before we move on to the wedding day. Please do not have your hen do or your no. stag do the night before your wedding. That's no. a really bad idea. Yes, definitely not yeah. to do that. Because you're going to be tired. Mm over possibly do people do that these days do you think i don't i hope i don't think people do as much but if you're getting married don't go out for a wild night beforehand because you're gonna be knackered for the day and you're exhausted during the day because it's really Mm. busy but we have come to the day of the wedding (laughs) (laughs) sorry i kept it i almost did the March of the Empire there from Star Wars. Um, <laughs> throw back to a conversation we had before recording. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Not an ideal no, entry song, um, but... Anyway, um, the church looks beautiful. It's so stunning, isn't mm. it? With all the flowers everywhere. And I think this um, shows very well what it's like when it's a village mm. wedding of a village family, two village families, and actually everyone in the community is really invested in their relationship mm. and this wedding. And they've all come together to do, to celebrate the day, but also there's just flowers everywhere yeah. and it's beautiful and it's just... They've had that time. Oh. They know the building. They know how to make it look nice. They've had the time. They've gone in multiple times and had those ideas and they've gone in multiple times in the, in the week in advance adding little bits. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I always ask my wedding families if we can have copies of the photos of the church, if they have them, because it's fantastic promo material to say this is how the church could look. Because sometimes churches can look a little bit, not horrible. Churches are always beautiful buildings. But to add that dream and fantasy factor 
you know, some yeah. people think, oh, this is a wonderful, wonderful venue. But then we are blown away instead mm. and we forget all about the venue because Alice oh, appears yes, in what a dress. No. It's not the red, white and blue no. one. It's not got hearts with the every mm. Doctor Who in them. It's got a massive heart on it that says, I love oh, Hugo. Yeah. Oh, oh, does that see yeah. yeah. And it's it's so big mm. and full of frills and she's got this incredible tiara yeah. and yes. it's just perfect mm. for Alice. And it is a bit more kind of tame back mm. from what she was originally planning, but it's just perfectly Alice yeah. at the same time. But it's wonderful. Then we have the bridesmaids. Um, we see <laughs> the compromise that Alice has made with her own dress. Then the bridesmaids, or brides' children, we can't really tell, um, come in. Um, and they're Teletubbies. And it's just... They're dressed as the Teletubbies. It's, it's so wonderful. And we get we get cuts to some of the congregation. And there's such looks of being charmed. Like, they're, lo- they're, mm. not, they're not laughing in, oh, look at this spectacle, spectacle, this is hilarious. But, oh, isn't this just lovely? Agree, apart from David Horton, who is... So when he saw the sketch, Mm. he did the same reaction, literally almost the same kind of cadence as when the Vicar of Dibley, as when Geraldine first walked in. He goes, and I'm sorry to blaspheme you, he goes, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) The woman of India. And then he goes, oh my God, is this what what I'm swearing? And then you see him do that same Mm. kind of vibey feeling during the wedding where he covers his mouth and he's like, oh. That's... but that's a contrast is he is worried about what other people will think and he's made that clear Mm. but everyone else is vibing like and when we come to singing spice curls everyone's enjoying it like the wackiness of alice is loved by everyone and you know when i I say this to my wedding couples for wedding parties don't be worried about things going wrong. If you've got children in a wedding and you've got a child yeah. suddenly decides to run down the aisle or shout out that they object or whatever, ultimately people will be charmed by it and it will become a fond memory and a fond story. Yeah. 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 And this is another point where actually you see, if you have like a good relationship with your vicar and you work together at the service, how crafted and beautiful it can be together and and weirdly the Spice Girls works for this the two become one and Cecil's giving it his all up there Mm. isn't he as uh, leading the choir and it's it's just wonderful as they have the first song and then we get to the scene where uh, Geraldine asks the question that we always Mm. ask at weddings beforehand about if anyone knows any just cause or impediment why these two may not be married. Yes, it is just cause. You are to declare it. And that's the language we use even in common worship. It's not just common prayer language. Well, in my weddings, I would say if anyone here present knows any reason in law why oh, these yeah, two that's persons right. may yeah, yeah, that's no, true. You're co- worth declaring you are now. Correct. So it's a very slight difference. Slight difference. But yeah, not Let's much. talk about just cause or impediment. Now <laughs> um, <laughs> well, there is one here. We have a lady in Peach who storms mm. the building saying, yeah. yes, and let him not deny it, for I have the wedding certificate mm. to prove it. Now, this is, oh my goodness, red flags everywhere this wedding has to be cancelled has to be stopped if there's a wedding certificate to prove the groom is already married that is game over am i that right that is 
a just yes, cause. That is a reason to stop a wedding. Yes. If someone appears mm. with a marriage certificate proving that one of the party mm-hmm. has previously been married. Um, yeah. Yes, this would be legitimate. But there are other reasons why you yes. could stop the wedding. Let me hand over to Kate and all her beautiful nerdiness. So, um, based <laughs> on what I was taught at college, I tend to say to people, because I try to make it a little bit of a joke with the couple i try to say you know it's it's very rare that anyone would ever make an, ob- an objection mm. um if they did these were the reasons it could be so the ones i tend to give are if you're too closely related and i say we've already checked that you're not related if you're already married we've already checked that you're not married um if you are absent without leave from the army um, oh. I'm not sure if that's true, but I was told that at college in a lecture, and I I think it it potentially might be. Um, AWOL. There's something about national nationality. Um, if you are illegally in residence in the country, I believe you're not allowed to get married. No, definitely um, not. And. Then we have additional ones, which I tend not to say. Time of day, um, legally a marriage can only occur between 8am and 9pm. It's supposed no, to be within... it's 9 and 6pm. It's supposed to be in within daylight hours, but I checked the government guidance <gasps> before and they said 8 and 9. I think no because way. sometimes the sun doesn't set until 9, just as it is right now, we're recording in summer. Um, so why would you want a wedding at eight? Yeah, it's. I think it's eight and six, <laughs> but it's You'd be keen. church canon law. I think is daylight daylight hours. Um, place where you're getting married. If you are not getting married in church, you need a special license, an archbishop's license. License. And uh, my mum and dad had yeah. one of those for their <gasps> wedding. Did they? Um, they had to get a license from the archbishop yeah. because the church that they got married in wasn't mm-hmm. consecrated for weddings. Um, mm-hmm. Despite it being the family church that she'd gone to for years and years and years, mm-hmm. it wasn't consecrated for weddings, so they got a special licence for it. Yeah. Why, why wouldn't fact? it be consecrated for weddings? It was um, like an old tin or shack, Or if it's basically. a chapel of ease oh. sometimes, or I've known oh. chapels which are on, like, estates, um, fam- family oh. chapels, you'd need an archb- archbishop's licence. Um, if you haven't had your bans read, you need... Um, you need a common license to get married yes. which you have to pay for um then one i include is i tend to tell my c- couple if you can't give consent so that for mm. me that includes if you're underage so if you're under the age of 16 um if you are inebriated in any sense of a word mm-hmm. or if you are under duress um so i say the most common objection that i know of and it's still extremely rare is that this is some sort of human trafficking issue Mm. really good to remind people Mm. of actually because oh like you're saying it now and i'm thinking what a cause for us to pray against Mm. and praise the lord that actually these situations are so rare but in the unique situation that they do come up, actually having clergy that are informed and mm. can spot the signs is very important, right? 
I remember an archdeacon talking to me about this, about uh, weddings, and she said she thinks there's only two that have got by her mm. as potentially false weddings. Um, so she was living in um, a place where there was a, um, a large community of people who had Im- emigrated from different places, um, some illegally, some illegally. And she said that they they were really thorough with their background checks of this, of who was allowed mm. to reside in the country and all this kind of stuff. And she thinks that there was possibly one that might have got through because the photographer was so keen to take photos mm. to prove that it was legal. And and that was the one she, where she thought, mm, mm. maybe this is, this is a one. But the big... People think you can object at weddings because you're in love with the bride mm. or the groom or whoever yeah, it might be. Yeah, it's legal only. Yeah. No. Yeah, so so the big only. Hollywood moment, and that's what uh, we have here, true. is this is how I say it at my rehearsals. Yeah. You can't just stand up and say, you can't marry them because I'm in love with a bride and groom and I want to run away with them both. The bride and That's how I phrase it yeah. I try to make Ooh. it the biggest oh. kind of... Nice. I'm trying to make it as light-hearted as possible. <laughs> and inclusive, let's say that. Um, yeah. You, you don't know which know. one they fancy. Um, you just can't do that. So what happens if someone does stand up and makes an objection? Oh, it's my worst nightmare. Well, you have to stop mm. the service. Yeah. You have to stop it. And you would take the objector mm. and the bride and groom into a private room to discuss it yeah. and see what the objection is. And there would need to be an investigation yeah. if it's an objection that is relevant mm. for this. So if you if someone's just going, oh, I just did it for a laugh, actually... That is a really bad thing, which is why mm. I always say at rehearsals, yeah. if you know someone's a bit of a joker, tell mm. them it's it's a serious thing and don't do it yeah. because I will stop the wedding. Um, and can you imagine going to that reception afterwards with everyone just looking oh daggers God. at you yeah. because you stopped the wedding? And you would need evidence, wouldn't you? Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, but we can ask whoever's lodged the objection to pledge to a bond to agree to put to a bond that so that means they will be financially they will be financially viable yeah so their objection if they're wrong you're absolutely right caitlin so if somebody objects and their claim is found to be like disproved they are kind of like legally responsible Mm. to refund the entire wedding which when you think about it flips me a lot of money really adds up yeah. Well, at least that's what I believe yes. we were told at college. I'm sure there will be someone who tells us, um, actually. Probably your dad. Probably Kate. my dad. I don't think <laughs> he listens anymore, to be honest. We'll see if any vicars are listening and can lead yeah. in. But yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And I say that to mm. my couples. I think it's really important that they know that. The first thing mm. that I would do then is phone the archdeacon, who legally knows all the stuff mm. that they need to know, and uh, probably the diocesan registrar, who's like mm. the proper legal, legal person, to talk really through really and go, this has happened, what the heck do I do? And try very hard at the same time not to poop my pants because <laughs> I would be so stressed out if this happened to me in real life. 
I know, it would be really scary. If you're a vicar that's listening or you're in training and you're wondering, like, what to do, actually, that's a really good point, Ruthie, to call your area dean or archdeacon or... Oh, yeah, send it up. Yeah, send it up. (laughs) And, you know, I've heard stories of someone who's managed because a couple didn't actually have their band certificate managed to get a last-minute common licence because the registrar was a superstar. Um... And ultimately, proper actual objections for just cause or impediment are so rare. And yeah. you, if you do the correct preparation and you make sure that you do as like ask the proper questions beforehand, you you shouldn't face these issues. Definitely, no. but it is my mm. worst nightmare if that would ever happen. And this lady. Yeah does have a legitimate reason to object um but then hugo turns around to see mm. this lady who has claimed to be his wife his wife <laughs> and then she goes oh sorry wrong church <laughs> i mean comedy gold this moment let's face it oh yeah. my of god like comedy gold. No, I was I was going to say oh. how many St Barnabas churches in Dibley that can there be, but <laughs> I went <laughs> yeah. I went to the wrong St Michael's Church. Um, oh yeah, the other week. So I know sometimes in this fictional world, there's apparently two Dibleys. Let's <laughs> just. Go with the blow. But poor Alice, she's fainted. She needs to be pulled off. off off Luckily, the lady who's making this claim is, bless her, trying to find another church. She leaves quite Mm. abruptly. Hugo is like, oh, he's shocked, but he's okay. Alice, bless her, is pulled Mm. off the floor and they continue the wedding. So, for a woman who's coming, she does have a valid reason for objecting. However, it's not valid in this specific circumstance. Because... luckily. She says, because a groom's already married to me and I have a wedding certificate to prove it. But then Hugo turns around, it's the wrong groom, she's in the wrong church. That's a whole thing. So we can carry on the wedding. We can carry on And we move on to the vows, uh, which is a really lovely moment. It is is a lovely moment. But can I ask you guys something? I find whenever we're at a wedding rehearsal, sometimes on the wedding day, there is a part of the wedding vows which say... With my body, I honour you. Where the groom and the bride are supposed to repeat afterwards, with my body, I honour you. And then it feeds into all that I have, I share with you. And all that I am, to, I give mm. to you. It's beautiful, it's beautiful. But do you guys find that you get giggles? I Hugo does. Every Hugo single does. Bit, time. Oh, it's not this bit. Massive giggles. It's not this bit. It's in the preface, mm. which you say at the very beginning, about what marriage is about. And yeah. then it talks about the tenderness of sexual yeah. union. Do you know what? I changed that. I changed that to bodily <sighs> union. I I think that's an option. Yeah. I changed that to tenderness and delight of bodily union to sexual excitement. I, I consult know. with a couple. I consult oh, with a couple. Interesting. Um, because legally we can't change that. But <gasps> I give oh the option God. for pastoral reasons. I ask about whether they want to include a bit about children. Because yeah. there are serious pastoral reasons where you may not wish to include a bit about marriage being for children. Yeah, yeah, that's true. A, yeah we'll not get into them. Um, yeah, we're going to get in trouble. But the, t- mm. uh, the tenderness of sexual union is the bit that makes yeah. me awkward. And yeah. yeah. But you know, I, I think... have a nit to pick about not just these vows, um, the ring exchange, etc. It's in the wrong order. 
It is in the wrong They're order. They're doing the rings what? before the vows. And that's I not how it works. I hope I'm going to save you by saying in an actual wedding, this would be abhorrent love. But because it's TV, they can't legally marry Emma Chambers oh, yeah. and Jane. Yeah, but, but she's Dawn not a real French vicar. isn't a vicar. Yeah, so she won't be able to do it. No, she is a real vicar. Please don't tell me that. <laughs> but, yeah, but yeah, I guess it's because to... of TV, isn't it? Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. You have to repeat yeah. the vows word yeah. for word. And that is the kind of you're legally mm. marrying each other at yeah. that point. And so you can't fluff yeah. it up. So if someone says it wrong, you have to get yeah. them to repeat it. Um, and the thing with the rings is really weird as well. Mm. And if if you were in this circumstance where the rings had been forgotten, but there was a packet of hula hoops, <laughs> please tell me you wouldn't use the hula hoops. Of course not. No. Yeah. <laughs> I well just frankly yes. frankly if she'd done the rehearsal correctly none of this would have been an issue no. I always make sure to rehearse the vows with the but couple. you shouldn't do them all no I don't I, I skip no. kind of the last I don't do them in completion but I make yeah. sure that the key bits they and are the bits they'll laugh at <laughs> are done I want to talk about this order of this service because I made a note because I am a huge nerd <laughs> of their order of service, assuming, and I've been generous, that they that we're seeing segments of this service. We have in an opening greeting, an anthem. I would argue this isn't a hymn. Um, <laughs> declarations. We only see the addressing the congregation and not the couple addressing each other. Um, mm. But we see, we do, we don't see them giving their consent, but we see the congregation giving theirs. Um, then we have the rings, and then the vows, and then the sermon. The sermon can come before or after the vows, so that's variable. We don't see a reading. Um, then the proclamation, um, without the tying of a knot, without the stole being wrapped around the hands. Oh, I love that. And oh, then, yeah, it's my favourite bit too. It's a, and it's fantastic for the rehearsal to say, and now we're tying the knot. Like, anyway. Um, and then we have a closing anthem. We don't have a preface. We don't have the registers. And as I said, we don't have a reading. But again, it's not a legal wedding. But it's wedding. TV. It yeah. Would, it's TV. It would have been boring. Some of the best bits are missed out. But I do tend to do the the vows and everything right at the beginning because that's the bit that the couple are most nervous about, about mm. saying the wrong thing and then kind of do the sermon yeah. and stuff afterwards. I make them wait. Do yes. you? Not on purpose, but yeah, I like to set the scene, set yeah. the scene, build the tension, build the tension. Do you know what, guys? I cannot wait mm. a single second longer. So bride, groom, come mm. and join me here. Bring up your father, bring up your best man. Yeah. Let's let's get this done. But yeah. I, I agree. I've so, heard that done a lot, of, a lot of ways. For me, um, I think the declarations are what Hollywood tells us the vows are. Because that's the yeah. I will yeah. moment. Not I do, I but I will. Um, I then say to explain why i'm talking to the couple and i do this for funerals and baptisms i say this is me setting the scene i'm adding context to what is about to happen um so that's why i do my reflection before the vows but it's after yeah. the declarations 
Yeah, I'm the same. See, I do I do the sermon after the, the vows and all that, just to get it out of the way so those mm. who are nervous about speaking in front of people are done. And yeah. then quite often in my sermon, I'll talk about, oh, you know, you've prepared for this day, you've done all the stuff, everyone's mm. here, you both look beautiful, all this kind of stuff. You said your vows, you got married. So what now? Yeah. And then talk about marriage as part oh, of that. That's really cool. I love that. But um my um training incumbent previously did it the other way mm. around. So we'd do the sermon before the vows and would talk about it differently in a yeah. you know, this is what marriage mm. is all about. Shall we do it? Let's yeah. go do yeah. it and then yeah. do the vows. And ultimately it's down to what works for you as a priest yeah. and what works for the couple and what feels most natural for you because if mm-hmm. you as a priest as the officiant feel awkward everyone will know um yeah but anyway i've got another completely irrelevant but super geeky thing i was looking at the scene and i saw that there were some hymn numbers on the board <gasps> oh my goodness <laughs> we know that they don't sing traditional hymns from a hymn book um in this wedding so i was thinking what are those hymn numbers what hymn book are they using and what could they be? So I cross-referenced a couple of hymn books. Yeah. Um, My so goodness. I could be wrong, but the hymn numbers that I picked up from the board were 54, 23 and 39. Um, I looked at two hymn books for this. I looked at Hymns Ancient and Modern, which I thought uh, was the most... Mo- that was most likely. Yeah. I also looked at Mission Praise because that came out, I think, in uh, 1990, yeah. just before this would have been filmed. Um, I also, on my shelf, I have Common Praise and Complete Anglican Hymns. Um, both of those came out afterwards. Jenny is waving hymns old and new, so maybe Jenny can have a quick look at that because I didn't have that on my shelf. However, um, if it was ancient and modern... The hymns would have been, um, Thou whom shepherds worshipped he- hearing, um, creator Rogue. of a starry height, and mm. angels from the realms of glory. So those <gasps> all, those all fit, yeah, those Sorry. all fit together as kind of Advent Christmassy hymns. Oh, um, yeah. If it was mission praise, they would have been, Bind us together, Lord, um, all things bright and beautiful. And as with gladness, men of old. Oh, so, it's got to be that. Yeah, it's got to be that one. Well, no, no. So there was a moment where I thought, if it's a wedding, bind us together, a Lord, Lord, all things bright and beautiful, that works. But as with gladness, men of old, would you have that as a wedding? That's an epiphany Maybe. hymn. My question to this would be that actually these hymns were for the Sunday, either that's yeah. been or that's to come, because they don't they don't sing yeah. any of these hymns. They sing it kind of. But we see, don't see the full service. Maybe see, they do. Oh, that's uh, true. I that's thought. True. That whatever church they are filming this in, they were filming in Advent, and I think they were Ah. using hymns ancient and modern. But Jenny, what do you have for hymns, um, what is it, old and new? Yeah, so what are the numbers? 54. 54. Yeah. Which is? Which is, be still my soul, the Lord is at your side. Be still my soul, the Lord is at your side. I come as a funeral hymn. Hymn yeah. 23. Hymn 23, which would be Hallelujah, Jesus is Lord. Okay. And I love him. Christ is risen. That's lovely, That's Jenny. Lovely. And hymn 39. 
And then in addition, hymn 39 would be As the Deer Pants of the Water. Mm. And when was that hymn book published? This hymn book was published in 1996, which is kind of, is that a bit late? Oh, I think that's about around the time of that, but it's... It's that's, this that's church, close. they wouldn't have a brand new no. hymn book, would they? I, I would have been surprised if they had Mission Praise, to be honest. Would the directors, would the... Would they care? Would they know? I don't think they yeah. would. I'd have, okay. I'd have just think they would have flapped those numbers. See, I, I, the, like I said, I, yeah. I think the church that this is being filmed in, that's the hymns that they had at their last service. And they hadn't cleared the board and the producers thought, that's good enough. And I think yeah. it was filmed in Advent. Oh, intriguing. Using hymns, ancient and modern. <laughs> I love that. So from Kate's geeky deliciousness, thank you very much for being our resident nerd. We may tease you, but we appreciate and love you. From that, I would like to... Maybe this is a confession, but I'm going to stand by, by my decision and say that... Uh, it after that um after all the vows and everything mm. that we've heard we come to the kiss where we say Aww. you may now kiss the bride which i don't say anymore because it's a bit creepy for the vicar to now tell someone to kiss the bride um but <laughs> like in the rehearsal i say to them have a think about how you're going to do your kiss because if you just do a little peck that's going to be awkward for all of us. If you start snogging for three <laughs> minutes, that's going to be even more awkward for all of us. And your photographer's going to want to take pictures. So have a little practice about how you might do your kiss. Now, now am I a creepy vicar or am I just giving useful advice? I think as a bride to be myself, I feel that your advice is very mm. good. It's something that I've not considered and it's giving me a slightly raised heartbeat that I haven't already thought about this. Indeed, oh. this is something that you need to decide on and maybe have a little practice. Mm. I think that's no bad thing. Just I think that's good. Have a little think about how you might do it. I say in rehearsal and in prep, um, I give them the option of whether they want to kiss or not. Yeah. Um, most likely we're going to say yes, but it gives them that option to think about it and prompt it. And when I use the language, in rehearsal we revisit and I say, you can kiss here if you like to. And then sometimes they decide to have a bit of a practice. Um, and then on the wedding day itself, I say, you may now kiss. But I don't announce it to everyone. I say it to oh. the couple kind of sotto voice, slightly quieter. Oh, that's um, nice. Because I'm not microphoned in my small churches. Um, I myself, I'm a bit of a megaphone when I need to be. Um, <laughs> anyway, I, I say it to them slightly quieter um, and give them the nod, as it were, and then I step back. Uh, hey, guys, you can make out now. Yeah. <laughs> I always say... Waggle the I... eyebrows. <laughs> I decide with them before if I'm going to say mm. uh, the groom's name you may now kiss your beautiful bride or if I say which some brides love when I say okay and then insert bride's name here you may kiss your groom because some just oh, some nice. are like oh I hate how the man has to come first and everything yeah hey girl you go get it you yeah. go get it <laughs> so they smooch 
and the wedding happens. happened. They're married, Yay! and it's glorious. Yay! And we head outside the church, mm. and there is quite the carriage waiting there for Alice and Hugo, which at the time looks really gaudy, but has become much more popular. Do you remember Katie Price's wedding to Peter Andre? Oh my goodness! Oh she my had goodness. a big carriage like that, didn't she? She did. That kind of dates thing. us. That dates us so much, Ruthie. Yeah. How could you do that? Sorry, but she's got this beautiful <laughs> carriage, and from it, she's about to throw the bouquet, mm. which I didn't do at my wedding because that bouquet was beautiful. I didn't mm. want to someone else to take it, but it has become a tradition yeah. thing that whoever catches it is uh, the next to get married. Mm. So I have. A theory. A lot of American wedding traditions have kind of seeped over to the mm. UK. Like I remember at college asking because at the time I'd been consuming a lot of American literature, which kept talking about the garter retrieval and the garter throwing, which oh, they that's do. Creepy. Um, what? And yeah, so have you in, not heard about this, American Jenny? weddings? No. So the bride throws the bouquet. And then the groom retrieves the garter from underneath a bride's dress and then throws it. In front of everyone? In front of everyone. Sat on a chair. Yeah. Groom goes <gasps> under the dress um, to no, go you're get... You're yeah. lying. I've never seen um, Garter with his teeth. Okay, exposing myself. I first came across this when I read Twilight. Um, <laughs> exposing myself. Um, oh, if you, yeah, the it, films, is it? I, I can't. I didn't watch the films. Um, so, and then they fling the garter. Yeah, and they fling it. So there's lots no, of and things like the bridesmaids grow, going entering before the bride as well. There's yeah. another. That's, oh, that's American. very American. And mm. when I explain it to my wedding couples, I talk about royal wedding versus Hollywood, and I give them the option. Um, yeah, me too. But so all of them want bridesmaids first. Yeah, but the bouquet toss. Yeah. I feel is more American. Um, and for me, I've only ever encountered it at the wedding reception. Yes, yeah. definitely. But Whereas, here, Alice says, I'm going to throw yeah. it now, doesn't she? Yeah. And what's interesting is that she's having a conversation, sorry, mm. she, Geraldine's having a conversation with Simon, mm. and he's saying, oh, mm. wouldn't it be? And she goes, oh, you don't go in for all that mm. nonsense, do you? And yet, <laughs> as soon as Alice throws it, mm. I love this she scene. It's like slowed it. down, heartbeat pulse with yeah. the music playing and Geraldine races forward we see her pushing people out of the way in order to catch that bouquet <laughs> she wants to have that word with Simon that says oh mm. looks like it's me I'm the next bride to be who'd have thought it as far as I'm aware the tradition is that the bouquet the, you're supposed to keep the flowers and you preserve them and put them on your child, first child's baptism cake oh no way I haven't heard that I before I heard that I've heard the one about um, your wedding cake, the top tier you save. Oh, for your yeah, first there's that one. Yeah, yeah, I've come across that before. Is that? But... Oh, Maybe I'm that. conflating. But yeah, oh, Geraldine yeah. kind of throws herself into the fray and pushes people aside. Yeah, and she gets the bouquet. It's that blurring of lines again where is she here as a vicar or as the maid of honour? Well, yeah. She's never mm. established as maid of honour, is she? And when she. When they have the hen do, she's Alice's best friend is on her t shirt. Um yeah. but yeah, she she suddenly she, well, it's not even friend, I think she becomes woman who'd like to be married and yeah. she just goes for it and commits to it and yeah, goes mad to try and get the bouquet. 
And we go from that scene over to Horton Manor, which is where they seem to be having the wedding reception and everyone's in the living room having drinks and celebrating the wedding of Alice and Hugo. And Geraldine at this point is, I think we said the phrase, controlled by her ovaries in her decision making. Yeah. <laughs> she, she does think very rogue here. And it obviously it, it indicates how much of a fan she is of Simon. Because you may remember if you've seen this episode recently or perhaps um, remember it from, you know, times gone by you've seen it. She announces to everybody in the room in this kind of post-wedding uh, party that she's going to be leaving Dibley and she will accept the bishop's offer and leave for a post in Liverpool so that she can be close to Simon. Well, she, yeah. I'm and, so angry at her. Yeah. So, why does she do it at this point? Why, why does she choose at this point? She well, loves him. She, well, she doesn't her. love him. She, she loves she she's, him. She's, yeah, maybe. She's all mm. she... She, she loves him and she's lonely. And she's yeah. lonely. But that's just not the process. So for those of you who don't know, in the Church of England, everything has to be secret until it's officially announced. Mm. And you have to keep the big secret of your changing jobs um, until you get this go-ahead. And so yeah. in fact, if she has had that go-ahead, that means it's finalised. She's had the police checks. She is going to be that vicar and it's being announced in both parishes at the same time um the fact that she's just gone ahead and then she pulls back later yeah. it's just like it's not how it is in real life but it indicates yeah. her absolute infatuation with simon and she's like yeah. oh this is a real goer which does surprise me because they haven't even actually even had a first date haven't they? Yeah. they haven't even had a proper conversation <laughs> let's be real they've spent like Maybe a few hours in their company in public. Yeah. Not in private. Yeah. Yeah. Geraldine, you poor um, woman. You just. You all need to have of a us, day out. <laughs> all of us in our ministry have announced that we're leaving mm. and going to different places. Um, how did you find that process? Painful. Yeah. It's really upsetting. The first time was in I had to switch curacies partway through for health reasons and it was re- I it was so upsetting to ha- say I have to leave mm. and I have to go somewhere else. And then when I was moving on to my current job, um I didn't actually know at that point where I was going and I had to say, yeah, I don't know where I'm going, but I've got to my my license is expiring. Um I've got to go. Um, I love yeah. you all, and I'm really sad to be leaving you. Yeah, it's it's really tough, isn't it? And mm. when I left my last job, I'd been on maternity leave for a long time as well, so I'd missed like a really big chunk with my church community. That um, I mean, they'd they'd had the opportunity to see Benjamin grow in mm. in different ways, but. It was still, it was in the middle of the pandemic as well. So I didn't get like a farewell send off or Mm. anything like that, um, which was really, really sad. Mm. And it's a really difficult thing to leave. And you you are so emotionally invested Mm. in the place and you 
have built up relationships with people, not just those who regularly come to church, mm. but those who are wedding couples or funerals or baptisms and just the community as a whole. And then you move on to a different place. And I think it's really important that we do move on. Mm. Um, I worry about vicars who are in one place for too long mm. because I think it can become a lot of vicar-centred as opposed to God-centred. Well, well, no, there are some people who are called to one place and they have the gifting to be able to renew their ministry. And their, mm, partic- and their particular gifting is accompanying those people. And there are some parts of the country who just need that stability. There are communities that need the stability of one person who's travelled with them through the highs and lows. But what happens when they leave? They've become so mm. reliant on a person who's been there for 20 years or whatever it might be. What's going to happen? when they go that's a really good question and I guess my hope would be that if a vicar was there for a Mm. long time they would make it the focus of their mission and ministry Mm. to raise up leaders in that church family in that Mm. congregation so that when the inevitable did happen they were a stabilizing force but when they did go Mm. they would actually equip and enable leaders in that church family in that community to be the people Let's go back to Geraldine because we're <laughs> stepping on landmines here. Um, yeah. Geraldine is interesting because after this moment, I don't think we revisit the idea of Geraldine moving on except for the comic relief women bishops. Um, oh, yeah. The, later the, the Bishop of Dibley episode. Um, and it's interesting because the question is then, if we were to have a final, final, this is the very end Vicar of Dibley episode, um, where Geraldine really is probably retiring at that, at this point. Let's be real. Um, mm. She spent essentially her whole ordained ministry in, in one place. Um, I personally think, although it's not what would normally happen and not what is encouraged, I think she would retire to Dibley and probably become a house for duty priest there. Interesting. I imagine if we're looking at the TV narrative in real life, that wouldn't happen. Mm, that would be t- such a bad idea. But the, but the TV narrative, <laughs> yeah. but the TV narrative, I think that's what would happen. And then maybe, maybe you'd have a there's a new priest, and she's and it would be a she is the vicar of ten of these rural Oxfordshire parishes. Um, and now Geraldine has to compete with us. Anyway, you'd have those storylines if you really were. But um, yeah, I, I've thought about this. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm, I'm entirely lost, but I'm enjoying the creative imagination. I think it's it's also an interesting time that mm. Geraldine chooses to announce that she's leaving. Oh, and a really bad time to announce that she's leaving in the middle of the wedding reception and i know that she's doing it to get um a reaction from simon it's all yeah in reality you would you would not do this um and actually it steals away from alice and hugo's moment i'm just so glad that she doesn't say this when alice and hugo are in the room yeah it's their time and it's their reception and Actually, when she decides she's not leaving because she hears the news that Simon's actually staying in Dibley, which is complicated for so many reasons. She's about to announce it, but then Mm. sees that Hugo and Alice are there in their attire, ready for their honeymoon. And uh, she thinks, oh, now's not the right time and introduces the new Mr. and Mrs. Horton. Mm. 
uh, in their going away outfits. They come out in snorkels and wetsuits with flippers on and heading off to Barbados. Which, which means anyway. that their prize that they won for was not their yeah was not their honeymoon for Radio Dibley. So maybe they're going to Barbados via Disneyland Paris. Or... Maybe, maybe they've been they and done time. Disneyland. Maybe that was their engagement it's moon. Done. Is that is that a thing in the nineties? They've been and done Paris, I reckon, by this point. Yeah. Now it's time mm. for the honeymoon and off they go. Um and I know I'm possibly racing ahead, but I absolutely love the fact that Owen, Jim, and Frank <laughs> all place a tiny little firework yeah. in the exhaust pipe to cheer the married couple. Yeah. I didn't realise that this was a thing. Apparently, this is why people used to touch tin cans. It's like a bit of a joke, like a practical joke, like, wait. Oh, really? But yeah, it's probably the traditions for newlyweds, yeah. isn't it? I have a, a confession here. When my brother got married, I perhaps handed over his car keys to some of his male friends <gasps> in order to decorate the car. Um, and um, they did quite a lot of decoration <laughs> to the car. <laughs> And it smelt of cheesy Watsits for a long time. And I apologise, Phil. I should not have given you your car keys over. But it was very funny. And I had had a few Proseccos at the time. (laughs) Very close family friend of mine recounts that when he got married, his best man put a kipper under the bonnet of the car. So as the newlyweds were travelling, the smell of fish grew and grew until they realised something was wrong. That's gross. Yes. So Alice and Hugo make their departure. Um, And we have this closing scene between Geraldine and Simon. And, you know, I'm really thankful because there was a certain point where this felt really creepy on Simon's behalf. Where Geraldine was saying, oh, I'm moving to Liverpool and she's making eyes at him and she's dyed her hair for him. And it could have been really creepy, except he reciprocates it. And he says, there's kind of the indication that he's decided to move to Dibley to be closer to her. And my question is, my wondering is, do you think that the writers were setting this up to be a potential final episode in terms of things closing and storylines being tied up and a potential happy ending Mm. for Geraldine. You mentioned this theory and Mm. I quite, it's an interesting theory if they weren't um, allowed to do a third season or Mm. anything like that, that they just kind of hinted it and go, you know, what might happen next? And Mm. and you kind of create the story of your own. But going to the text, it says here (laughs) in the script, uh, the kind of, um, what's the word? Stage directions. Mm. In the text, in the stage directions, it says, watch this space at the end. So I don't think they were intending to finish it mm. then. I think they were perhaps intending for another episode. Yeah. And whether they thought, do you know what? Actually, let's just get Simon mm. and Geraldine together and that'll that'll finish the job. Yeah. Uh, or whether they wanted to do more with that. But or maybe they were hedging their bets. You like maybe we won't be commissioned to do more episodes. Mm. So if we aren't, this is sort of an okay place to finish. But we've got more ideas. Oh, yeah. I think you're right. I think this is a great halfway point. Season two, 
Mm. Close of season two, great halfway point. We know that Geraldine is looking for somebody lovely Mm. in her life. She wants to get married and, you know, we see this exciting dynamic between her and Mm. Simon, but it's just not quite right. It's not right. Mm. It's so wrong. It's so sudden. Yeah, and the joke that happens, because Alice has gone away, Mm. and so at the end of the episode, the joke happens with David Horton instead. Yeah, And she's so relieved because he immediately gets the joke and she starts Mm. explaining it, but he understands it. And it just finishes with the word that we forgot when we did the quiz. He just says, Mm. stay. Mm. And (gasps) it's just so beautiful. And it shows what an impact that she's had on that community and how beloved Mm. she is by the people Mm. there. And that even David, who was so anti her, has said, Mm. no, you're right for this community. Stay. Yeah. I I do have to say, though, going back to what I've said in a previous episode when we did the um, animal service episode... I feel like there is a little bit of romantic coding happening here. No! There's, there's I, something, I there's something in the way David okay. looks at her. That stay is so Austin-esque. Of, yeah. Stay, don't you leave me. You need the me. brother, not um, the rogue brother. And it is something that is, I think, is, is it next season it's explored? Or is it, the se- or is it a bit after? I think it is mm. next season will become to be explored so hang on tight dear listeners Mm. for this is all to come to alice and hugo to alice and hugo alice and hugo and all who sail in them We hope you've enjoyed this episode of The Vicar's Watch Dibley. Thank you to Toby for editing our ramblings. Any views expressed in this podcast are our own and don't necessarily represent those of the Church of England or any other organisations with which we are affiliated. And as always, bless you for listening. What do you call two spiders who have got married? I don't know. Newlywebs. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's lovely. <laughs> Yay. Yay.